If you like listening to my conversations with interesting people, you'll love listening to them or watching them on Nebula, the creator-owned streaming service where you can get access to these interviews early and ad-free, as well as bonus episodes from my YouTube channel and exclusive series you can't find anywhere else. Sign up for Nebula by clicking the link in the description or go to nebula.tv slash conversationswithjoe to support the podcast and help promote content that matters. Hey everyone, welcome to the Answers with Joe podcast, where today I'm talking with Jason Croft. Jason is an entrepreneur and media guy here in Dallas, where I live. And I first met Jason through his podcast called Startup Dallas, where he was interviewing uh, people a few years back. It was it was a, a show where he interviewed entrepreneurs and and startup people. And I was just starting up Canker Boy, and I wanted to be involved in the startup scene here in Dallas. And I heard about his podcast, and I just I quickly became a fan. Uh, he does a great job of picking apart the methods and ideas that make small businesses successful. He had some great insights, and I just really enjoyed listening to him. Eventually, he actually had me on his show, which was really cool for me because I was a fan. And it's kind of funny uh, to watch it now because I think I just hit like like 5,000 subscribers at the time. And I just, you know, I really thought I was a big shot at the time. But uh, Jason has rebranded his show a little bit. It's not Startup Dallas anymore. He now just calls it The Jason Croft Show. And you can find it on YouTube. Um, in this one, it's kind of like that Jerry Seinfeld thing, uh, Comedians in Cars with Coffee, where he just gets people in his car and they drive around and talk. And uh, he actually just had me on for that. I think it should be coming out this week, actually. So this is good timing. Anyway, I, I turned the situation back around on him, and I decided I would do an interview with him uh, for my podcast because I've, I've talked on my channel quite a bit about the upcoming social changes that we can expect with the automation and AI that are coming and how to protect yourself from the inevitable disruptions and job losses that are going to come with it. And I'm just, I'm really big on having something that's all your own, you know, and not just being a, a figure on a spreadsheet that can be cut whenever a company's finances dictate it. So here Jason and I talk about what it takes to be an entrepreneur, how important it is to have multiple income streams, uh, the best ways to get started, some of the struggles that will come along the way, and, and some really great stuff like that. So a little caveat, uh, we did record this in his car, so there is a little bit of road noise along the way. Sometimes it's worse than others, but uh, hopefully it's not so much that you can't understand us. Apologies if it does get too bad. But I really enjoyed this interview, and I want to thank Jason for doing it. So I hope you do too. If you want to know more about Jason, you can follow him at the Jason Croft on all the socials, or just do a search for The Jason Croft Show on YouTube, and that's C-R-O-F-T. Uh, I'll put links in the description. But uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. But first... This audio orgasm is brought to you by Cankerboy.com. Cankerboy is a subscription service for people who get regular canker sores and mouth ulcers, which is about 20% of the population, if you can believe it. When you sign up, you get the Cankerboy supplement delivered to your door every two months. It's a pill that, when taken daily, helps prevent canker sores from forming. So, you know how you're always smearing that goop that numbs your mouth? That's what most canker sore treatments do. This one keeps them from forming in the first place. Much better in my book. So you get the first two months risk-free. If it doesn't work, you'll get your money back. I call that the pain-free guarantee. So you got nothing to lose but the pain. Give it a try. That's cankerboy.com, C-A-N-K-E-R-B-O-Y.com. All right, let's get back into the show. So I, I was doing for a while some, uh, I called them car thoughts, mm -hmm. because I was, I was commuting to downtown every day, and one little thing about me is if I'm, if I'm not around people, I'm talking to myself mm -hmm. pretty much constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, if anybody bugged my car, it would be entertainment for <laughs> years to come. But I'm the uh, same way. So I was, I was, I was driving, and I'm, I'm having these like these rants and debates in my head and stuff. I'm like, this is some pretty good stuff, really. I wish I could bottle this and use it on my show. And then I was like, well, I just put my GoPro up and record myself jabbering on like a moron. 
And so I started doing that for a while. Um, but the sound was so bad. I was actually just using the GoPro audio, so it didn't sound very good at it's all. A, but It's amazing how well it does work, though. In considering? This, yeah, considering everything, because I had to, like, bail to that. Like, this got turned off one time, like, on an episode, like an early episode, and I had to use that, and I was it was actually usable. Like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, so the funny thing was, my best friend who was down in San Antonio, she was like, I hate your car videos because I always think you're going to have a wreck. <laughs> and and I wrote back and I was like, um, if I have a wreck, it'll be in the title. <laughs> exactly. And I'll get a ton of views. <laughs> and it'll be the best thing that ever happened to me. Exactly. So don't worry about that. Uh, so yeah, okay. So the reason why I wanted to, to talk to you specifically, first of all, you're a buddy of mine. Yes. And um, I love what you do and everything. But... Uh, so, I've talked a lot on my channel about automation, about uh, robotics, AI, that kind of thing, the way it's transforming our, uh, our workplace and the, the job sector, and how important it is to kind of have your own thing. And so, not only are you an entrepreneur, but you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. So, I wanted to kind of get your opinion on all that and just kind of, uh, you know, see what you had to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's so funny because my my default in all of this topic, whether it's technology overall, it's automation, it's workforce, my my default is always yeah, let's do it, you know, <laughs> you, you know, um, and then I you know scale back and I acknowledge okay, it's not the greatest for everyone, but for me, like when it comes to you know Google listening all the time, I love it. I love you, Google. <laughs> Love you. We know you're listening. I know, and I'm fine with it. Um, and and I really, you know, people, even my wife, it freaks her out. She hates all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I don't know. Nothing you can do about it, so yay! That's <laughs> well, my but, but that's But that's the, uh, I think, is the challenge. Is like, how do you integrate yourself in with it and take advantage of it instead of getting trampled by it? Exactly. And that's, that's again, that's where my default goes all the time. And so I look at... AI and these things coming coming through, I mean, the vast majority of it all is for, for the greater good in the sense of efficiency, just like the rest of our technologies. It's right. for efficiency. Yeah. Um, we will have more resources available to us for less overall, right, because mm-hmm. of it. Now, without a doubt, that is going to be a, a period of pain yeah. for some people, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, I, I'm potentially there, and it's. I acknowledge a thousand times that it's easier for me. Number one is somebody who's already entrepreneurial who wants that anyway, right? I, I love it. Um, oh, disruption, cool. Let's figure out what's the best angle, and just like you, just right. like you said, let's figure that out. Um, but then also someone who's in. Dallas, Texas, United States, access to a technology job if I needed one, or this kind of job, or a sales job, or, you know, I'm not in the, even within the United States, I'm not in a rural area whose, my family's, you know, been in maybe factory jobs, yeah. and that factory's left, I mean, that kind of automation, and that disruption, like, how is that person, could they jump in and start an online business of, of course they could um, 
but I certainly don't sit here and go like, oh yeah, just do that. Everybody, let's do this. And you know, yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm certainly not flippant with the whole idea. Yeah. Um, so to go down that rabbit hole just a little bit, I actually went and visited my family this last weekend. It was my dad's birthday, and they all live in this very, very small town. It's where I grew up here in Texas, and. Uh, I mean, I'll just come out and say it. It's really depressing for me when I go back there because it's it just keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I mean, the football team, they were saying there's 16 players on the whole football team. Wow. And that's without a JV. <laughs> they don't even have a JV anymore. So that's how wow. much the town is, has shrunk. Yeah. Um, and a big part of that is because there's not opportunities there. I mean, if you were to ask why I'm not living there, it's because what would I do there? Right. You know? But at the same time, with the technology and everything that's online now and stuff, it seems like... You could be anywhere and run a business, mm-hmm. and um, so it almost seems like there's there should be more opportunities than than less, and so there's there's this yeah. weird sort of paradox going on there. I mean, you're definitely seeing these towns shrinking, but at the same time, you could argue that there's more opportunity than ever to start a business and and right. do whatever you want wherever you want. Right. I mean, a buddy of mine, he designed his whole life around the fact that. You know, he wanted to go for his writing career um, and just like all in. So they they made a point to go to a little town like that, oh, okay, right in Idaho, uh-huh. so that cost of living is you yeah. know next to nothing because there's not job opportunities stuff because he didn't need that mm-hmm. because he was writing online all these these things, and so that was very purposeful to navigate that way. I think I think some big bold moves to kind of bring both things together. I think it's going to take um, some some real purposefulness with these specific areas of the country. And I'm just we're still just right now talking United States, just yeah, yeah. even in this. But going in and saying, um, let's you know, what is a resource of of people here who need maybe they'll work a little cheaper, but they need opportunity, they need to do something, they need training to be able to be either entrepreneurial or what I think that real big move was going to be is is the actual job creation of you know of that the next factory the online factory right the Mm. something that's that needs that human element still Um, because people I mean across the board are the vast majority of people they want a place to show up work X amount of hours, go home, and make a living doing that. And now that can be argued, and that kind of leads us into more things, but that can be argued that that needs to be, that needs to exist for people, right? At some level, we as, you know, either as a society, as a corporation, as government, need to ensure that. That's certainly a point of view out there. Um, the, The other side of that is... For one thing, it's like, well, too bad. <laughs> we don't have that any, you know what I mean? Because uh, even at the largest corporation level, there's no guarantee in the world of that. And we're right. actually moving completely away from that, even at huge companies. Because, and, and again, that's what my default goes to is you better prepare in some way. Even if you what you want is that 9-to-5 job, you want to show up, yeah. you want to do your job and then go home which absolutely I totally understand Mm. you better have something else going as well 
no matter how much that paycheck is every week. Yeah. Both for the in case that money drop that job goes away from a money standpoint, but also just in the positioning standpoint. Yeah. What better way to go get the next job if you've done something on the side and you've built that up outside of your regular nine to five? And not to mention that employers, in my experience anyway, they're looking for people who do things. You know, I mean, a good resume is great and all, but like if you can go off and do your own thing and be even moderately successful at it, I think that that holds more value to most employers. At least, again, in my experience, it has been. Yeah. Uh, you know, the job that I'm in right now, I don't think I would have, I, I'm, I'm absolutely sure I wouldn't have gotten it if it wasn't for the fact that I'd started this YouTube channel and had stuck with it and built it up to something and learned and had experiences. And um, that was what led me to getting this job. And, uh, and I, I can't possibly agree more with what you said about having, even if you're working a nine to five, having something on the side, some kind of cushion or safety yeah. net. Um, cause I, I had, you know, I built canker boy and I built the YouTube channel and neither one of them, even together, they're not paying all my bills, but the reason I was able to take this new job from this job that I'd had for 12 years was because I actually took a pay cut to go work there but I was okay with that because I was making something else on the side I had some kind of cushion that um, didn't leave me stuck in a position that I that had no future and I wasn't happy in right which yeah to go through something that you actually were going to be able to leverage you saw the future in it and then now it's been (laughs) shown to you yeah how right you were yeah well (laughs) for those listening my old department that I used to work in got canned all of them just in the last couple of weeks. So if I hadn't made that shift, I would be unemployed right now. Yeah. Um, but even if I wasn't employed right now, I, I have these other things and I wouldn't be completely panicking. And, and that was something else was, it seemed like every six months there were layoffs at my old job. And of course, nobody wants to get laid off, but at the same time, I was kind of zen about it because I had something else to fall back on and it wasn't a complete disaster in my life. Yeah. So. It's so, the other in that situation, in that straight, I want to be an employee situation as well, you also don't have to go off, like that doing something on the side doesn't have to even be entrepreneurial, it doesn't have to be in order to have another job, to have some kind of YouTube channel, podcast, some presence online mm-hmm. in a way that you're going to build a network of people like like you have no idea about. Right. That will get you to that next job so much faster if, if, if the you know if the horrible news does come your job goes away what better way in the world to go and hey all right everybody I'm looking you know yeah. the more you have that because I experienced that I, I experienced like it was time to go go look it was like ooh, on paper um Nobody's hiring this guy. <laughs> I, I better uh, I better know some people, um, and and that's been that's been an amazing realization. And then it's you know it's a different skill set, but it's so important. And it's funny you mentioned that about the the building a, a network of people around you, because being a YouTuber is a pretty solitary thing. You sit in a room by yourself talking to a camera like a lunatic, and. Uh, I mean, a lot of the big YouTubers, they're constantly collaborating. They've got this big network, and that's why they're so big, you know. But um, for me, I always struggle with creating collaborations and stuff like that. But the, the podcast, what I'm doing now, it's it's been great at 
being able to just reach out to people and say, can I just talk to you for a few minutes and oh, yeah. get your opinion on something? And that has kind of built a bit of a, a network or it's, it's slowly building one. And um, I never thought about that in terms of job, though. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, that was a big slap in the face for me when I, you know, went out. It really was. I was like, hoo-wee. Um, yeah, I, nobody was, you know, where I was, what I was wanting to go into and stay at the same level of pay where I was. There was no way because I just didn't have that skill set on paper, that right. history. So it was huge, which was ended up being great because it was another catalyst to go out there and be purposeful with building my network, which is something I wanted to do for so long anyway and be good at it. So I went out and honestly got those skills and made sure I did that. And then that coupled with the show I was doing at the time and all of that, just all of that grew together just to a, a massive amount of just amazing people that I, that I still know today. Well, that's a good place to jump back. Uh, I never really introduced you or talked about your your history and everything. So why why don't you take a second and just kind of like get everybody caught up on like how'd you get started, um, what what drove that uh, process for you and everything, and and where it's led and where you are now and all that. Well, sure. I, I've got a show now, uh, the Jason Croft Show, where we do this right here. We drive around. <laughs> that's how I got the idea. There you go. Uh, we drive around and interview awesome folks like Joe here. Oh. His episode coming up. And oh yeah, hasn't come right. out yet. <laughs> like oh yeah, hey you jerk, put come on. Out. Um, so I started off doing anything in front of the camera just a couple of years ago. For for twenty five years, I've been behind the camera, video production, uh, movies, all that that good stuff. And I was working for a production company um, a couple of years ago, and discovered the startup community here in Dallas. And I thought, okay, how do I? get involved immediately with them. So I listened to podcasts all the time and watched this kind of content all the time. So I was like, we're sitting here in a studio, you know, with the studio, three cameras, all this, like, let's, let's put an interview show together and, you know, I'll host it just by default. Like nobody else here is going to do that. So <laughs> you did it because you had to. Yeah, exactly. And sorry, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is another reason we need a 360 camera. I know, right? To, um, and so that was called Startup Dallas. Jumped in, did 80 episodes of that. Um, and, wow. and what came out of that was, number number one, it did exactly that. I got a seat at the table in the startup community immediately. It was open doors everywhere. Come be a part of this because That's I was awesome. giving something to them, something valuable. Now, were you hosting uh, Big DOCC before that or after? All right in the middle of it. Okay. Right all, yeah, all in the middle of it. I think I was doing that even before we released that. That's because I did that like I was new to the startup community like three weeks before I started hosting that. Because Michael was <laughs> Michael Sidorzewski was yeah. like, "Hey, I'm going to split these off now and do do both. You want to do?" That? I was like, "Nobody knows me here, but I'll you know I'll do it if you want me to." And we're talk, just, about, talk about uh, trial by fire. Oh yeah, it was it was a blast. So the um, big big DOCC is uh, Dallas Open Coffee Club is that what exactly yeah okay it's it's a uh, Tuesday mornings Tuesday mornings 8 a.m. yeah they they gather together it's a bunch of tech people and um, um, entrepreneurs and stuff and they talk about news in the entrepreneurial world they network they share things I, I used to go to them all the time I need to get back into it yeah and, and, and our in our version up north there uh, where we are 
we uh, you're the king of the north. Sorry, that's right. <laughs> we uh, we talk about we really emphasize business in the room. Um, in other words, we you know we make we make time each segment. It's my favorite my favorite time um, where you know if somebody's got an issue that they need to yeah. just talk about and they're they're at a they're at a crossroads. Hey, should I do this or that? We have the, just a the diverse amount of smart people in the room is amazing with investors and uh, technology people and coders and just everything in the room to get that perspective um, is really like consultants and, and everything so um, but yeah host that um, and then with Startup Dallas you know it, it, it immediately worked on built an amazing network of people and then also during that very early on what I didn't expect to happen was that it just lit me up I was like this is it I, I loved it <laughs> so much um, and so again all kind of at the same time it was that happening this happening I fell in love with this I was like I may not be any good at it but I love it I'm gonna keep doing it um, and again I was very purposeful during all this time that I wanted to be the kind of person that went in and could network and you'd walk in a room talk to anybody and, and I was the exact opposite of that <laughs> for so long I mean I was just like if I ever made myself go to one of these things which I needed to I went in the room and I was just like mm, hope somebody talks to me you know and I'm gonna stand over here and look interesting and mysterious right. maybe somebody Ooh. will oh god somebody's talking to me that, that's oh. my that's my uh, <laughs> how I do it and and yeah so I got really purposeful with it along with just getting to a point where like I don't care anymore. I don't care what somebody thinks in this room that I'm either never going to see again. And if I do, it's great because I did a good job. Um, and, and and all those things meshed together was just became an amazing superpower in, able, in, in order to build this amazing network. And, and, it, and again, it's not this, and I say that over and over, and I, I don't know if there's a better word for it, right? Because it's, the network or superpower? The network. I mean, the superpower, that's a perfect word for it. Um, but, but I shoot lightning bolts out of my head. That's right. And because with with this network of people, it's, it, when you when you describe it that way, it seems like this thing, right? When you call and you want to make sales or you want to yeah. find that next job. It sounds gross. Like right. Yeah. And, but it, there's a difference between being, um, kind of you, you know you just with a relationship with a network of people with being just like oh man I'm gonna know this person because I can get something out of it there's different there's a difference between that which is gross and being purposeful mm-hmm. purposeful with building a network purposeful with meeting certain types of people whether it's an interest level or a business or a company you know um, and then still as you go through that human level if it's somebody you like you're going to connect and now there's friendships and when I say network I mean it's I have an amazing amount of friendships you know out of all this just incredible I've met on the show and in the community and and then beyond um, and it's just it's a it's an amazing thing so um, so you just kind of figured out the I know it's kind of a gross word but the networking thing but we're talking about like you're in a room with these people before you were kind of hunched in the corner didn't oh, want to talk yeah. to anybody that's actually something I think a lot of people, especially me, deal with. So I mean, like, how did you how did you break out of that? Because 
the, the further I go along, the more I realize how important that, that, mm-hmm. that work is, that group of people around you. Yeah. Uh, there's that whole phrase that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most right. time around, uh, which means I'm two dogs, basically. <laughs> but, um, but they're cute dogs. But they're cute dogs. But uh, I guess uh, I was just kind of curious, like, what sure. helped you to kind of break through that and, and become a better connector and that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, one was the, the, the sheer intent, the purposefulness of it. Because I, 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 you, you're not going to accidentally, if you're not good at it, you're not going to accidentally become good at it. So it's very purposeful. Like, this is the kind of person I want to be. I want to be that person that walks through. Okay. So it's almost like you're playing a role. I, oh, exactly. Like, what would somebody who does this do? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I researched it. Honestly, as silly as it sounds, like, I read books on it. I watched videos on it. In fact, um, Jason Troy, he wrote a book called Social Wealth. I found that book, devoured it, loved it. It was all about that building network. And then noticed in the book he was in Dallas. Ended up, like, we're friends now. We end up having him on the show on Startup Dallas. Like, it was just a crazy, you know, circle thing. Because it was like, that is, like, that book was a big, um, it was just a lesson on how to be purposeful with building that network and just in the best way possible. I'm going to have to check that out. But I wanted to talk about that a little more because that is something a lot of people struggle with. And, and getting through that is one of the most important things because I listen to a lot of podcasts about it. Um, and I'm still not very good at it, I feel like. I Actually, so when I when I meet somebody, I think I'm pretty decent at the conversation. You know, I got my wit and all that. Of course. Uh, but I always feel like... I guess it's imposter syndrome. I feel like I'm just putting something on for people. Sure. And, uh, there's a lot of psychology behind it, but but you gotta power through that and and like you said, just kind of like kind of get over yourself, right? And say I'm just gonna do this and I'm gonna talk to these people and and, and see where it goes. And it's not the, the 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 answer people want as much either, but it's it's repetition. It is doing the reps. Yeah. Man. It is doing. And so what helped helped me, and that's another reason that I, I encourage people, start a show, have a podcast, have even a written blog where they interview people, because you do that over and over, and then you know you listen to yourself back, and you, you become a better conversationalist because you listen to yourself on your show, on your channel, and you're like, that's what I sound like? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is what I'll be doing later today when I listen. <laughs> right. You power through that, and you go, okay, I've got to... I've got to stop. I've got to do that better. I've got to do this better. I've got to stop saying this. <laughs> and so you become a better conversationalist. But you also, at the, at the core of it all, is showing up and being interested. One of the big distinctions that I just love that I heard recently was, you know, instead of going to these network events, trying to, to, to you know, get business. And that's, I mean, the, whole, the worst ones are the ones where, you know, you show up and it's just, you know, you have business cards thrown in your face yeah. and whether you ask for them or not and in that mindset and instead go to build an audience go to just build connections with people you know even if you don't have a show an audience of just people who know you it was just a great mindset shift it's just like I'm here to just know people yeah. um, and then, and that's that's such an easier way to go in this you're more relaxed and just show up and be interested folks and it's amazing how well that works something else that I've at least a little mind shift I've tried to make is getting into the thought process of I'm out trying to find other people that 
are excited about the things that I'm excited about so that we can kind of be a Voltron and, you yeah. know, combine that, that energy together. And, um, it's, I think that's really one of the keys to success in, in life is just finding other people that want to do what you're doing or want to do what you want to do and just work together. It, oh, and, yeah. uh, I, I've always struggled with being really competitive. So if I found another filmmaker, it'd be like, oh, you know, oh, it's me versus him, zero sum gamer. That's surprising me. No, I've always been like that, and and I mean that. I mean, I wouldn't come out and be like, you're a dick or something, you know. But but you know, in my head, it'd be like, oh, he's my competition. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with a little maturity, I finally figured out, no, that's somebody you want to work with. That's somebody you want to become friends with, and and. Well, be creative the, together and the platform that you're in now it lends itself so much more to that yeah. than that zero sum game of you know a certain amount of films are getting bought every year and that's it and you yeah. know ongoing uh, what's so we're talking a lot about how important it is to have your own thing become entrepreneurial have diverse sources of income and all that kind of stuff so somebody out there is listening to this right now and saying okay so what do I do so what what's a good way to get started I mean obviously um you got to have something that you're into or you have some kind of extra, extra you know, expertise in, something that you, I guess, if somebody were to say, I want to start a business, what would be? Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, I mean, the obvious answer is it depends on who it is. and yeah. their There's a lot of variables set. there. There's a, there's a ton there, but uh, the things to look at, though, are something, you know, complementary to what you're doing right now think about yourself as I mean you've got if you've been working somewhere in 10 years in an industry well you've got a you've got a skill set you know you have a skill set that's maybe even more powerful than you're getting paid for currently so (laughs) can you be a consultant within that industry can you be a consultant to other companies smaller or even larger than the one you're working for um in what you're doing, so that's that's sort of one one idea in certain, and then building that brand of yourself right around that, and that's something that can easily be done on the side. You know, when it's that you go about it as that solopreneur. Now, there's a lot of opportunity if someone's interested in selling on Amazon or you know doing something like this, physical product. That's just, that's a different animal, and that's something else that's great um, but I think once you once you find that some people want some people go to go to their job and they just want to leave it at the job right like they yeah. don't they don't like the industry they don't like what they're doing and that's so that's one thing where you do want to find something and, and I will never say go follow your passion um, I like Mike Rose quote the best which is never follow your passion but always take it with you and well, it's you know you go blindly like I like this and okay what, what the problem with that is is there really a business around that is mm-hmm. there um, not just pro- instant profit but is there how you approach it is that going to be like a business or are you treating it like a hobby and so that's especially when you're doing something on the side you've got a very limited amount of time you got to really make sure that you treat that like a second job once you get rolling, once you find that, once you get rolling with it and you schedule it. I'm doing this from, you know, I'll do this on my lunch hour every day. I'm doing this every hours from here to here when I get home and, and 
will come from with follow your passion because you have to you have to care about what you're doing but the I guess the point from my side is you you can care about something if it's you know you're going to care about it a lot more if it's a business you could actually build up and do something around and that that alone could be exciting so it's it's but it is it's tough to you know to give that advice without somebody just sitting across from you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I don't know if this goes converse to what you just said, but um, my experience being on YouTube <clears throat> is that there's just so many people out there, and we all like to think we're so unique, but uh, there's the, just the sheer number of people, there's, there's a ton of people out there that are going to share whatever it is you're interested in. So if you can find a way to promote something that you're excited about or that you're interested in, you're going to find other people that uh, agree with you and that want to come on board. Obviously, that doesn't always ne- uh, translate to money in sure. a business, sure. but um, that might be a place to start anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there definitely has to be interest, for sure. I, I mean, so you don't just chasing every little thing because it's you know it's going to be hard. It's going to be harder than you think always. Yeah. Um, it's going to take longer than you think always and so <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah to carry you through you have to be interested in it yeah um, but I guess it's kind of two schools of thought you know because the other side is like okay we'll be interested in succeeding you know and powering <laughs> through and getting through this you know yeah. which is easier said than done but. well and um, the, the thing that I always keep going back to is you just have to jump in and do it at some point it doesn't mean you have to jump in with both feet. You can kind of dip your toes in here and there, I guess. But, like, I mean, I'm, I've got a couple of projects now that are starting to flower a little bit. But those were not the first things I ever did. I can't, I mean, I, I, I've lost count of all the things I've tried over the years that didn't work out. Um, but you just kind of have to just keep doing it. And, and there's also people I know who I love dearly who have great ideas that uh, for products that they want to build or uh, services or whatnot, and they just never they just never make that leap. There's always some hangout. There's always some reason not to. There's always, well, I need this. I need that first. And next thing you know, decades have gone by. And, oh, yeah. And if they had just done something and gotten started 10 years ago, they'd be in a totally different place now. Yeah, and that's the biggest, the, the best advice that... I don't follow enough is just take action over and over and over again um, because you you really do it's the only way you really learn yeah. you know you definitely research what you need to research figure some things out and then just hit it go 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 I mean even as recent even even my vlog and show and the recent push that I did, like 30 days in a row and everything, I learned so much in that. Even though I had 25 years of, you know, production experience, mm-hmm. I have 80 episodes under my belt of Startup Dallas, and I had in my mind, oh, this is this is how this is going to be and how it's going to go, and it was so much different and it was so much harder and it was so much like, what am I doing, <laughs> you know? But I defaulted every single time to okay. Publish it, and do it again. Publish it, and do it again. Publish, it. and I came out the other side of that, just a different animal. Right. Be, through, and the only way I would have done that, there's nothing else I could have learned. Right? right. Nothing else I could have learned. All I all I had left to do was 
do it and take action on it. And so many things are like that. And it's, it is tough. It is scary. But and maybe jumping in with both feet is the best way to go. Yeah. You know, just, just like you said, you did a 30 day push and, and after that, doing it once a week is nothing. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how people take this, but the other thing is too, like nobody's going to see it. Like, and this is, we're really, <laughs> so true. we're really, you know, we're talking right now, kind of specific to YouTube and, mm. and a podcast or something like that. But we all get hung up on, oh, how am I going to look out of the gate and stuff like that? Nobody's looking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's actually a blessing because you can, you can fail and fail and fail and try new things and be experimental. Like I, I tell some people who are just getting started at YouTube, like this is, it's, it's rough and it's hard and it's frustrating, but it's also the best time because you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You and, know, like right now, if I, like, I, all my videos now are on these like sciencey technological topics, which I enjoy, mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of stuff that I would really like to talk about that I feel kind of pigeonholed now and I can't really do that anymore. But back in the day, yeah, I talked about all kinds of stuff and, and right. it was, it might've even been a little bit more fun back then. Um, but, but it was only by doing all that stuff that I was able to find what was working right. and what was able to grow and, and go from there. Oh yeah. And it, and it's, you know, some people may take that as like, well, why do it if no one's, because you, you have to go through it. You have yeah. to go through this and you'll find, and it's, you know, someone latches on here, someone sees this. And for me too, I mean, just doing that big push and that momentum it, it's this awareness of from from my whole network that exists already like oh you're in this you're alive you're doing things again yeah, yeah. Um, and it is I mean every single successful person at this will tell you my early stuff was horrible my site was horrible my shows were horrible every single person there's a reason they're not lying they really were bad <laughs> for but the thing is to their standards to where they are today yeah. And with what's in their head. And that's the biggest thing. That's why I say your stuff's going to be bad. It's not even necessarily going to be bad. People will still find value in it. It's going to be bad for you, for that vision in your head. It's going to take some time to get there, to actually create that. But there's a reason you can still find all those people's stuff because they're proud of it. Yeah. They knew it had, they had to go through that in order to get to where they are. Yeah. And I'm glad they leave that up because oh, it, it really... Yeah. It's, it's actually inspiring to look at somebody that's got a million subscribers and look at their first videos and be like, whoa, that's what they were doing at the beginning? Cool. Like, I can do that. Yeah, no kidding. So, uh, last thing I want to talk about, and I'll wrap it up, but you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and, and tech people mm -hmm. and maybe even future-focused people might be a way mm -hmm. of putting it. Um, are there any technologies or industries that are upcoming that get you really excited or you think there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, growth in? Oh gosh! Ooh, hit you with a hard one at the I end. Know. There. <laughs> I know. I should have some easy answers. I mean, the. I guess I could say, is there is there an interview that you've done that just really stood out and made you go like, "Wow, that made me see the world a little differently." I've had a lot of those. <laughs> most of most all of my interviews end with me going, "Oh, I should really be doing more with my life." Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> There are there's some there's some great technologies out there. I mean, I'm trying to think broad strokes to. Um, I mean, the, certainly the AI space um, is is kind of nuts and just going so fast. Mm -hmm. 
with it seems like a new article every week with that. I mean, IoT of everything. It's almost old to even bring that up. Like Internet of what? Things. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, um, because it's just everywhere and talked about. But that's still um, everything's being connected. And what we talk about a lot at, at the the coffee club too, and in, in that regard, is um, how do you protect yourself in all of that because mm-hmm. it's it, it, and it really seems to be that it's it's going to be the refrigerator that gets hacked before your computer you know mm-hmm. which is then getting them into your server which is then getting them into the yeah. you know so i just learned about you know the, the other the other day they were talking about building um out you know intranet intranets in your house so that all your devices and then you have a firewall between your actual oh okay yeah you know um modem and all that stuff to to between that and all your devices in your house and your that is light interesting. Bulbs. There's um, you know, I've been working with HP at my job, mm-hmm. and they did a series called The Wolf that had Christian Slater in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it and it's all about printer security, and it was talking mm-hmm. about how hackers are getting into printers mm-hmm. because people don't don't protect their printers, they don't think about it, but they're all connected with the computers oh, now, yeah. so they can hack into the printer and then get into the system and wreak havoc. Oh yeah. But the, you're right now. I mean, they got refrigerators and thermostats and Light bulbs the smart and homes and everything. And oh, yeah. if you can hack into one of them, you can hack into everything. Yeah. But all that's not going away. Like, the, even as much, just like with the AI, as much as it's sort of like, oh, that scares us. It's just, I mean, it's a freight train going yeah. going down and nobody's, nobody's stopping that. Um, and so I think where people are trying to catch up is in the security, like coming behind and like, okay, well, how do, we, how do we be smart about this? You yeah, know? yeah. So. That's interesting. Well, so where can people find you? Uh, at thejasoncroft.com and across social at thejasoncroft everywhere. You're the Jason Croft. The Jason Croft. Have you ever met another yeah. Jason Croft? Uh, no. Do they take offense to that? There's. I am the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up Joe Scott and I found this like circus performer from the turn of the century that had spina bifida or something. He was like all jacked up and weird. I'm like yeah, that fits. That makes sense. <laughs> so there's that. I think That's there's awesome. a. I think there's like a some Olympian too. Oh nice. He's in much better shape than me. So you're somewhere between those two. <laughs> <Somewhere>. <laughs> Which means I get to the gym about once a week. And <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm able to maintain. And you look like you're in the circus when you're there. I, well, yeah. <laughs> for many reasons. Well, cool. I appreciate it, dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. If you found this through the YouTube channel and you are not subscribed on iTunes or Google Play, I encourage you to do so. I'm going to be coming back with interviews and repeats of old videos just like this all the time. And if you found this on the podcast player, then uh, know I have a YouTube channel on, uh, well, on YouTube. Just do a little search for Answers with Joe and you'll find all kinds of fun science and comedy stuff to keep you entertained and thinking about cool stuff for the rest of the week. And you can find this in all my podcasts and all my videos at AnswersWithJoe.com. And if you enjoyed it, a nice review in the iTunes or Google Play Store goes a long way. And of course, word of mouth means everything. So anything you can do to help get the word out, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. I will catch you next time. Have a good one.